0: And that's why I kicked your leg out of your leg. You will rest in peace. Basketballs don't hold grudges. (laughs) He got a
1: basketball. Hello, and welcome to the WrestleCube. Cube. Oh, that was a good one. I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm sitting on a particularly creaky chair. Just uh, just in I, case anyone heard that. Hang on, I'll try it again. Do it again. Yeah, there we yeah. go. There we go. It's nice. Um, yeah,
0: uh, I'm Tom Mimner. and I'm Daniel the Cube Akin Bolay. I my name by the
1: way. <laughs> um, and yeah, uh, we're back after a little break. There's uh, my chair again. Um, yeah, uh, to talk some wrestling and the next round of the King of Cube tournament. But before we get to mm-hmm. that, how are you, Daniel? I am Daniel. All right. Thank uh, you. That is. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, I don't That's deal in your states
1: birthday. of well or bad. I, I uh, there, there there is only. I've been living a
0: good life, man. You know, I've been uh, living off uh, foie gras and. Um... And, uh, you know, caviar, uh, feeling a bit gouty right now. I'm not surprised.
1: Uh, yeah, you know. Those are, those uh, are, those are the, the number one and two causes of gout, so. Exactly. So, because
0: I decided that I live a fine life, and I don't want to live anymore if, unless I was living the highest, unless I was living my best life. So, if gout's the price I have to pay, then I will gladly pay it every time.
1: I, uh, I, I should say, I have no science to back up that claim. By the way, just uh, because anybody is. <laughs> no, is... I think
0: no. They, as a man who, okay, I'm not suffering from gout now, but I have definitely suffered from gout, and those are definitely. <laughs> <from gout. laughs> I, I,
1: I have, I, I've, uh, I've, I've tried both of those things once in my life, and I did not enjoy either of them
0: yeah well, you tried gout <laughs> no, no 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 i
1: mean I tried, <laughs> I tried i tried i tried foie gras many years ago and uh, uh because it came as part of a group on
0: oh yeah and uh, what did you think
1: uh i mean it just tasted like pate but yeah but a, t- a bit too rich and uh filled with guilt it tasted like guilt yeah it's, it's the
0: it's the cruelty where is where the pain comes from though.
1: i i i think it's i don't think i knew well, at the, the time like I knew it was a fancy thing that fancy people ate, uh, but I didn't realize what was involved. And after after that, like you know, I don't want. Like, let's not go down the the, the the road of these things too much. But like you know, that just seems unnecessarily cruel. And I was like, okay, I, I probably don't want to eat this again now that I know what's in it. And I didn't like it that much in the, to begin with, so it's fine. Um, also, caviar just tasted a bit shit. Uh, yeah, I mean.
0: Uh, yeah, I mean, if you're not a fan of the row, of the death row, as, uh, as I like to call it, <laughs> <laughs> uh, then, um, you know, I can understand. I can understand where you're coming from. Um, have you been watching uh, any wrestling? Because uh, apart from this, I have not.
1: I have been watching quite a lot of AEW. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. Recently. Now, lay it on me. What have I been missing? Cause oh, people it's been great. It's
0: fucking crazy for AEW now.
1: It has been real good. Uh, so, yeah. um, they just had their biggest pay-per-view to date, uh, with the culmination of a two-year storyline of uh, Hangman Page uh, finally uh, trying to win the uh, the world title from Kenny Omega. Uh, CM Punk uh, had a, an amazing, ridiculously violent match with Eddie Kingston. Um and uh daniel bryan uh, sorry brian danielson i'm gonna keep it forever but... <laughs> uh yes uh daniel bryanson uh he was uh he's still just being amazing uh and it's just a really good show like it, it, it's everything makes sense uh nothing feels stale it's just very good i'm still watching wwe but uh AEW definitely feels like the hotter product right now
0: how do i get my hands on this legally? well uh <laughs>
1: Dynamite is obviously on uh, on ITV4 yeah. every week and on the, on the ITV player, yeah. so it is very easy to get hold of. Uh, if you wanted to pay for it, uh, Fight TV, obviously, uh, you can watch that for. Um, I think it's like you can watch all of the, all of their TV shows for like a five or a month, uh, which is not too bad. But yeah, uh, also, I mean, if you wanted to watch wrestling, I mm-hmm. don't know, I don't Hell know what idea. you would search for on the internet. But if you wanted to watch wrestling. I guess that you would just go and watch wrestling, yeah. would not you? Uh, uh, t- make of that what you will. I- I'm not suggesting anybody does any watching of wrestling, but uh, actually, no, I am suggesting people watch wrestling. Please do. It um, will die otherwise. Um, legally, wink, wink. I mean, yes, yeah, no, <laughs> wink, wink. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah, it's been really good. It's been really good uh, recently. I definitely worth checking out. Um, And yeah, just a very solid product uh, overall. Lots of good stuff in there. Not very little that isn't excellent or at least pretty good. So, yeah, yeah, highly recommended. All right,
0: I will. uh, I will be checking that out legally.
1: Good goods. Good Good, good. Um,
0: goods. Raffle cube today.
1: So today, though, uh, we are not talking about AEW uh, in general. We are talking about uh, the latest round of the King of Cube tournament. Indeed, indeed and we are. It's the heavy hitters, really, I would say.
0: Oh, yeah, I'd agree. The heaviest of hitters.
1: Yeah, so we're talking about Stone Cold Steve Austin versus The Undertaker. Uh, mm-hmm. And another example of uh, this random draw that has thrown up a pretty big first round match, but also uh, a uh, an, an opportunity where we can actually watch matches where both men are involved facing each other, which is is, uh, is quite novel, I would say. Uh, yeah. So that, that's quite good. Um, so let's get down to it. I'm going to just give you a quick, not that really anybody listening to this uh, requires uh, biographical information for either man. Because if you well, are... If you, does. I mean, <laughs> let's do it anyway. Let's do it anyway. So uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin, uh, real name Steve Williams, uh, was born in 1964 in Texas. Uh, he trained under gentleman Chris Adams, who was actually from the UK. Uh, and you may recall, re- re- recall was essentially a job of the stars in WCW for many years. Um, he made his debut in 1989 in Texas for world-class championship wrestling uh, and worked in Texas and Memphis for a couple of years before ending up in WCW uh, where he remained until 1995. Uh, largely in a fairly mid-card role. He won the TV title, the US title, It's uh, part of a memorable tag team with Brian Pillman. But largely was quite underutilised. Uh, you know, a- Arguably one of the best wrestlers around at that time. And he was eventually fired by a FedEx because they had nothing for him. So he went on a brief but very memorable run in ECW before signing with WWE or WWF as it was then. Uh, and he debuted as a character called the Ringmaster With Ted DiBiase as his manager It was awful The um, Ringman, yeah, yeah. Uh, Before transitioning to the Stone Cold character uh, A character which evolved throughout 1996 and 1997 Obviously his feud with uh, the Hitman Hart being a big part of that um, And became one of the hottest stars in the business Until he was almost paralysed in 1997 in a match against Owen Hart Which drastically changed his in-ring style um, obviously the rest is pretty much you know as you'd expect uh huge the biggest star in the business uh for and actually the most bankable star in wrestling history uh, as terms of the biggest draw financially uh he won his first of many world titles in 1998 big feuds with the rock undertaker vince mcmahon obviously most obviously uh mick foley triple h uh neck surgery in late 1999 still stemming from that paralysis incident in 97 took him out for about a year Uh, He would make a comeback, uh, having some of the best matches of his life uh, after that. Uh, He had uh, a heel run after his comeback um, uh, as part of the old invasion, which was, uh, well, best best less said about that, the better.
0: Yeah, I I want to think about
1: it. Yep. Before uh, having some problems with WWE in 2002 with their direction, uh, kind of the direction of feuds, Uh, he kind of... Disappeared for a little while before coming back for a very short run and his eventual retirement in 2003. Uh, He's been knocking around in various uh, non-wrestling roles for for the sort of intervening time until now, here and there. But largely, that was his last in-ring physical uh, kind of uh, performance was at WrestleMania in 2003. Um, Now, paralleling that, you have The Undertaker, who was born in 1965 in Texas. Uh, was trained by Buzz Sawyer, uh, who, well, technically, even though he reckons he mostly learned it on the job because Buzz Sawyer took his money and then ran away. Um, <laughs> uh, he would debut in 1987, also in World Class Championship Wrestling in Texas. Uh, and he would wrestle again in Memphis uh, and a brief run in New Japan uh, as Punisher Dice Morgan under a mask. Uh, and again, wound up in the in late 80s, early 90s in WCW uh, as Mean Mark Callas, Uh as part of the Skyscrapers team with uh, Dangerous Danny Spivey, uh, essentially filling in for a, a, a Sid Vicious, who I believe had punctured the lung, uh, which is why he wow. wasn't able to wrestle. Uh, and uh, then after that team dissolved, he had a short solo run before becoming the character that we all know and enjoyed him as uh, in WWF in 1990 uh, in November as The Undertaker. Uh, dominated the scene as a big man for essentially 30 years. He won his first world title only one year after debuting. Uh, He would win multiple world titles. uh, And obviously, more more impressively, uh, he had his legendary WrestleMania streak, which will never be bettered. Obviously, there was many iterations of that character. You had the Undead Zombie Undertaker, the Demonic Undertaker, the American Badass, the Big Evil, and then the sort of more enduring (laughs) Deadman character.
0: Uh, American Badass. I know,
1: I know, I know. There's there's a reason we we aren't doing any of his American Badass matches. Um, uh, And he feuded with just about everyone in that 30 years. You know? Like, everybody, pretty much. Uh, So, Yokozuna, Stone Cold Steve Austin, Bret Hart, Triple H, The Rock, Big Show, Cena, Batista, Edge... Shawn Michaels. If you can name someone, there's a good chance he's feuded with them in the last thirty years. <laughs> uh, and I would say, it probably, it is difficult to dispute that he is the most successful character in wrestling history, and whether you say in ring or not. As a character, I don't think there's ever been ever been a a character that's been more over for and had so much longevity in wrestling. So, uh, and of course, he retired for the final time, at least for now, uh, in November 2020.
0: Yeah, I think I would honestly say, I think it's fair to say that The Undertaker embodies
1: professional wrestling. When yeah, you I think, think that's professional fair. wrestling, you think The Undertaker. I, th- I that's think that's it. very
0: fair. Beginning and end. Um,
1: so, yeah, so we sat down and watched four matches uh, in total. And I guess we could do the two matches against where they fought against each other first. Yeah. Uh, and I'll explain the reasoning for, for each match as we go through. Um, yeah. So the first one was uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin versus The Undertaker from In Your House Cold Day in Hell in 1997. And, yeah. <laughs> uh, the reason I picked this, though, because I thought it would be nice to see him pre-injury uh, and in a match with The Undertaker, who uh, while The Undertaker was uh, in his first kind of Probably first major run carrying a title for any great length of time. So I thought it might be quite an interesting look. Um, mm. What did you think?
0: Uh, uh, this, so this match, uh, my notes I've got, more wrestling does not equal better. <laughs> so it was interesting seeing Stone Cold do the, do the wrestlings. I was like, wow, I haven't seen much of this. And um, to be honest, I don't, I I didn't like it. I didn't like Stone Cold (laughs) wrestling. I was like, this isn't... You know what? I don't tune in to watch Stone Cold chain wrestle. That is literally the last thing I want to see in life. So, um, I think the crowd in this match also... um, They seemed like they were hosting some kind of... uh, Sleeping gas or something, so the crowd was so sedate, so it kind of took it a little bit out of the match. But um
1: I should say, I should say, earlier on in that show, they had watched uh, <laughs> Ken Shamrock and, and uh, Vader beat the shit out of each other, quite possibly for real. So uh, uh, that way, I've done it. So, so I was
0: thinking that I was thinking, okay, maybe potentially there is another match on this card that is taking it out of them. But yeah, yeah, the crowd was sedate. The, the Tombstone Counter thing was was super awesome. I, really I enjoyed that a lot. Yeah, that was really cool, and yeah, it was an interesting match, but um, I didn't enjoy it that much, I um, but it was cool to see a healthy Steve Austin, he, he sells a lot more, that's yeah. the thing, he sells a lot more, um, he sells a lot more athletically, and I don't like it either, <laughs> it, it makes him seem like a human being, whereas I just expect him to come out and do his redneck, ass-kicking thing and potentially fall over here and there but seeing him do real wrestling unnerved me
1: <laughs> it's strange isn't it it does feel a bit odd oh, but, ew. <laughs> I, I had some notes on this and i, I thought the, the one thing that struck me immediately is that it was very strange because obviously this time period is before he's uh megastar austin he's still yeah. he's clearly over with the crowd but it's not quite the same level it was weird hearing the glass break but then not yeah. this massive ovation it was very strange
0: that weirded me out. It was like, ah, and people were like, oh, you're so cold, whatever. Yeah, it was, like, it, it was a little odd.
1: Um, you could tell in the presentation that was still evolving as well. Like his waistcoat yeah. was not quite right. Like it was a bit too big. He uh, looked like a stripper. Yeah, there was a bit of that in there, wasn't there? <laughs> Which is, um, yeah.
0: That, um,
1: and yeah, I mean, that in itself was a bit strange. Um, I thought, uh, I will say, I know this is chiefly about the Undertaker and Stone Cold Steve Austin, but the Heart Foundation were really fucking cool here, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Sat in the right. front row to I, him. I enjoyed that a lot. Um, yeah, and um, I would say, yeah, like it was a nice wrinkle in in the match. And you know, Undertaker probably much more athletic at this stage, I would say, which was, yeah, yeah, was very interesting.
0: But it's funny because he is more athletic at this stage, but then um, later on. He seems, he seems like he gets even more athletic the older he gets, though. That's true, it's like, yeah. Uh,
1: it's like there was this late late, late period where he was like... So there's this bit where he's quite athletic, because obviously he's been doing the kind of undead zombie thing for a while. So at this point, he's able to actually do like wrestling moves again, which is great. Yeah. And then, so he seems much more athletic. And then I think he just got really injured over the next few years. And then yeah. that whole American Badass era and quite a lot of like... The next few years after that, he was just, you know, again, just a bit sluggish. And then he obviously must have recovered from quite a lot of his injuries because you had about a seven or eight year period in his later career where just had this mad renaissance where he was just incredibly yeah. athletic. It was bizarre. There's clearly a point where he discovers jiu-jitsu. Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. And it's before this. <laughs> and then, Sorry, it's after yeah, this.
0: Yeah. So he clearly at some point discovered jujitsu, and then... It starts doing triangle chokes and shit on people and stuff like that. And you're like, okay, you've discovered mixed martial arts. That's why That's why you've kind of changed your, your style up and, and incorporating a lot more of these um, ground moves, which I think we see in one of the later matches, actually. Uh, yeah, definitely. But,
1: yeah. Definitely. I, I will get onto that later. I, I have a lot to say about that. Um, yeah, I thought this was, was like a fine match, but you could see that... Yeah yeah Austin is not quite where he would be but it's interesting to see his style being quite different before the uh the injury I think it's, it's interesting to see Taker when he's still kind of a bit earlier in his career before kind of I would say he's not even at his peak here really mm. um and it's just yeah Austin's being far more methodical it did take a while for this to get going but I thought yeah. also Austin had even then you could see the crowd were a bit sedated but he got them going again because he would go out and yeah. like, start getting into it with the uh uh with oh, the know, but... you know also weirdly I thought the crowd were quite into the Undertaker when he came out. Like like yeah. initially they were quite into him which was was uh, was nice to see. Um it was also a sort of strange hybrid of what would be the kind of attitude era style with the interference and with the kind of bit brawling of yeah. and stuff, but also that sort of new generation style from the kind of mid nineties. It was this weird kind of yeah. holdover period. It was very strange.
0: That's the thing. You know what? That's it. It's, that's the thing that was weird about it. It's it's, it's the kind of transition, transitional period, yeah, from, from, from that new generation to the Attitude Era. You can you can see kind of some of the Stone Cold stuff peeking through, and I think yeah, you see definitely. a lot more of it in one of the matches we watched. Well, it's funny, actually, because the match we watched is from... This is 97, right? The match yeah. we watched before is 96, uh, the one with Bret Hart, right? The yeah. Series. So, and you see... You kind of see... You see more of his attitude, I think, in that, that, like, in that match, more the Stone Cold attitude. But we'll, we'll get to that kind of stuff later. So. But yeah, um, yeah, I do think that's kind of one of the things that weirded me out about this was that weird transition. Like, he's not quite Stone Cold yet, but it's there. You can see he's a different type of character, and I'm not sure if the crowd understands this kind of hybrid heel face thing yet yeah like, definitely you know what i mean they're like how who am i supposed to root for there's this guy who doesn't give a shit about anybody <laughs> like
1: is he a heel is he in anything so yeah i i'd agree Ooh. with that definitely i i will say as well i um i thought that uh you know t- the undertaker started to feel like the finished article here and austin's definitely a work in progress i will say though austin tipping Bret hart up his wheelchair was fucking hilarious <laughs> Oh yeah, that's funny. I'm actually watching it right now. I, re- I actually quite enjoyed that. Like, I, it, I mean, it's not. There's no other circumstance where a man tipping another man out of a wheelchair should be funny. But this particular <laughs> example, with the context, it was actually hilarious. So, this is, um,
0: uh, one of the few times where we can enjoy that sight uh, with, <laughs> without yeah, guilt. Yeah, guilt-free. Guilt-free. And do you know what? I, I, I watch it over and over again because this is where I'm getting it. I'm like, yeah,
1: yeah. Deal. Deal. that man. I don't think there's much else to say about it really I, I think it was, a, it was an interesting look at both men At an earlier period of their career um, And it's a nice contrast point For the other match we watched With the two of them facing off against each other Which is um, mm. from uh, an episode of Raw in 1999 In June Which actually yeah. was the highest rated uh, Raw quarter hour of all time Or the highest rated wrestling show of all time Quarter hour of all time On any show anywhere Yeah that's bit so weird um, I think just because the build-up, it was a period of time when the company was never hotter than that, and it's just, uh, yeah, it was obviously, you know it was watched by something ridiculous. Like it did such a crazy rating, it was something like a nine point two.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. This was this was the period when I think we were. About, by this point, I had given up. More, well, I hadn't given up on the on the w, WCW, but deep my subconscious head.
1: I mean, I think I think we were, let's see, this is June 1999, we would have been a year away from the Vince Russo, uh, Eric Bischoff, New Blood versus the Millionaires Club relaunch. And that is less than a year away from the point where I think almost everyone gave up.
0: Yeah, <laughs> like by now, we were hanging out at school and going, man, there's something not right about this show.
1: Yeah. Yeah, there's something going yeah. on here. <laughs> Even as children, we knew that there was there was something not right with WCW. Something has gone
0: wrong.
1: Yeah, so I mean, you know, um, but this this match was interesting. I thought it would be a much hotter crowd and a much uh, a much more kind of exciting match. But I don't know that it was quite what I expected it to be on as you know return viewing. I don't know. What did you yeah. think?
0: So, I mean, I agree with you. Once again, I've got one of my notes is, Austin looks like a stripper. Uh, <laughs> and the crowd is super, super high for him as well. Um, so, I, was like, I, would, I wouldn't say this is the height of his popularity, but this is kind of the po- point in time where people around the world were starting to be like, wow, you know, people that hadn't been wrestling fans um, were starting to really um, get into uh, the attitude here and... Um, uh, I, I guess I feel like it's from... When, when was the whole Mike Tyson punching uh, Shawn Michaels thing out?
1: Was That, that would have been a year prior to this.
0: Yes. So I feel like that was kind of like what really kicked it off and became like, you know, people were like, hey, what, Mike Tyson's punching who now? Um, and then at this point, we're, we're, we're at the height of the success. So you can kind of feel that. Well, not height, because I feel like there were probably a few more highs for Stone Cold and stuff. But um, So the crowd is awesome here. But some of the things I noticed is, one, I think generally this match sucks. Like, uh, it's just kind of, like, choppy, boring TV stuff. Um, there's nothing really to it. It's just kind of filling in the time. Uh, but um, one of the things that really distracted me from watching this match as well was Lawler. Cherry Lawler is terrible. He is absolutely terrible.
1: It's not aged well, has it, his commentary? It's oh, my really, God. It's really bad.
0: Jesus Christ, this guy um and he kind of sounds like morty as well from rick and morty yeah, yeah yeah yeah
1: I, I can hear that
0: <laughs> and um jr is a, a fantastic in this he's a pro like there's a point where he's explaining the whole story and because they know they've hyped the shit out of this episode of raw as you said it's the highest rated one so he's explaining exactly what's happening if you haven't been watching the show here's who these characters are Here's where they are. This is why they're fighting. Blah blah blah. So I thought that was a really cool thing um, um, to notice. Um, but yeah, the match itself is just kind of um, some punchy, punchy, time filling stuff. And I think uh, the main point of this match really was just for the for the for the the title thing, where um, yeah,
1: definitely, where
0: JR goes super sane and just is all over himself screaming about the rattlesnake i just i just I mean, imagine his hair turning blonde and and, and a <laughs> around him i will oh, say that pop though
1: for the for the title change was fucking mental it,
0: it was great it was fantastic yeah I will, I will say that um uh yeah this this is um this is not the greatest uh, stone cold nor uh, undertaker match which just reminded me that i don't think their best matches came against each other yeah, yeah.
1: i i think i would very much agree with that I'm watching both of these and especially with the other two matches we watched it definitely yeah. definitely feels like neither man kind of i mean they both come out of this you can tell they're both massive stars and you know like <sighs> I don't think either of them were in the best physical condition at this point. Like Taylor, <laughs> I thought looked a bit sluggish. He's banged up. He had a bit of a gut as well, which is, I don't, yeah. don't remember. Uh, and Austin was obviously a bit limited as well, by as you can tell, I mean, he can still do the punch kick thing and it's great, but he just doesn't looks like he's lost a step from the previous year. Yeah. But because the company was so hot. I don't think it, any, we noticed at the time, but looking at it in isolation, it's, it's not a great match. It's, it's kind of plodding in places to be honest.
0: Yeah. Like it makes sense in the context, like wh- when we were watching the show live, that this the quality of this match does not matter. No, no, absolutely. You're so hyped to watch Stone Cold and uh, and the uh, Undertaker go against each other in a title match on Raw that you don't really care what the quality of matches, the quality of the match is, You know, you're just kind of in awe of the moment. Yes, yeah, definitely. Um, and the pop as well is amazing. That was the main thing. But rewatching it, this is not this is not a match that they that they planned. To be watched over and over again. No. So, no. Um, yeah. Um, but it, it's one of those things because I mean, since we're kind of assessing the um, assessing, I guess the um, I don't know greatness of both wrestlers. One of the things that you get from all of these things is just how big how big stars these two are. Yeah, definitely. Is what you get from these matches. It doesn't not necessarily um, a uh, showcase of their wrestling ability, even though. Even though we, I didn't enjoy um, either of these matches. They're still great professionals. They still know exactly yeah. what they're doing. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's they're both flawless performances, regardless of whether you think they're entertaining or not.
1: I think they're um, the both. You could see in both of these matches that both of them, and even more so this second one, uh, their ability to kind of manipulate the crowd is, yeah, it's second to none. Really, I don't think yeah. it's is. You'd be hard pushed to find another pro wrestler. You know anywhere in history who would be on the level of these two at being able to just just the little things when it comes to the crowd i mean i said technically probably not a great match but they did so much with being able to yeah. to get the crowd going with by doing so little it was it's a master class really it's just and not it's very so, good to watch
0: <laughs> because if you compare it to the last match where they're actually doing all sorts of stuff and they're wrestling and they're doing moves on each other and shit and there's, you know, uh, holds and reversals and all of that kind of shit, and in this match, they're basically just punching each other, and they Largely, get the same yeah. effect. <laughs> in fact, they get a better effect. <laughs> it's true. In the it's true. Event, from doing less wrestling. Once again, as I said in my notes for the first match, more more wrestling doesn't equal better.
1: <laughs> it's true. It's true. I, anyway. I will say, I know it's not really important, but, uh, I'm going to say it anyway. Um, there are two things that uh, I noticed when the Undertaker walked out first. One, I remember as a kid really enjoying uh, the gear that he had on at this time, like the uh, sort of slightly demonic. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. It doesn't look as good in retrospect, like you know, with, <laughs> with, with the hindsight, it's it not. Looked, it's not cool at all. He's just he's like essentially wearing a shit the... tank top. <laughs> yeah.
0: I was say it looks like when you go to Sports Direct and you're looking for like a, a workout <laughs> top and all they've got is this
1: weird shit with loads of stuff printed on it. Like, what the fuck is this? We might as like, well say tap out weird... on the back. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like... <laughs> or no fear. No fear. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly, exactly what it looks like. <laughs> I I also in, in better news for his appearance here, I will say I did I did uh I did get an immediate kind of uh flash of nostalgia when i saw the winged eagle uh title belt because god that's a beautiful title oh, yeah, it's not yeah, quite love, as good love, as the yeah. 90s bret Heart one but it's 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 still pretty lovely
0: it's yeah it's really nice oh man it's at some point i'm going to buy a, a, a the most expensive replica of one of them mother, uh, motherfuckers that i can afford i oh, oh, can't wait
1: oh, it's just lovely um cool okay well i think we should move on to the other two matches because um Indeed. I'll explain my reasoning for this, because uh, I picked these matches on the basis that it was good to see the two guys facing off against each other, but mm. I thought then it would be interesting to see a couple of matches that are not not hidden gems as such, but kind of maybe, maybe less well-remembered, but actually brilliant matches mm. to watch uh, that kind of showcase what both guys can do at their peak. Um, yeah. And kind of putting them in there with at the time, arguably the best wrestler they could have had a match with.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Because
1: I think there's a, there's something to be said for both angle and Hart at this point, uh, the relevant points that they are kind of the, you know, the, the, probably the, the best wrestler in the company that either man could have faced off with, uh, at that point. So, it, you know, kind of, I think there's a good parallel there between the two matches. Um, I guess we should probably do them chronologically. So we'll talk about the, okay. Uh, the Hitman Harper is Stone Cold Steve Austin from Survivor Series 96. Um, again, uh, not a forgotten classic by any stretch. I mean, it, it is yeah. a classic, but it's not forgotten so much. It's just that I think it's overshadowed by that WrestleMania 13 I quit match because of the yeah, yeah. iconic nature of, uh, of Stone Cold Steve Austin with the blood on his face and the sharpshooter, you know, refusing to give up and all that. You know, it, it's kind of... Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. There is, there is a bit actually, of that. I, I thought
0: that this was that match. And I was like, oh, wait, sorry. It was '96, so I was like, "Oh yeah," uh, but that was like, was that '97? Yeah, it would have been the WrestleMania uh, after this, yeah. So, yeah. so yeah, yeah, and I was like, "Wait, wait, oh, different match."
1: So yeah, that's how overshadowed it was. I thought it was that match. <laughs> so that's what I mean. This kind of goes under the radar sometimes a little bit. It was actually this match actually took place 25 years ago today, as we record this. Oh, wow. So old, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's a fun uh, it's a fun thing. Um, so I just thought, yeah, well, um, we'd be good to look back at this, and um, it's a good. Although this comes earlier and, yeah, Austin is still not, in, in, you know, quite at his peak in terms of popularity or the evolution of that character. I thought it was quite good to see him at his peak in what was, because as you say, I know you, you say before, you know, more wrestling doesn't necessarily equal better wrestling, which is true. I think in this, though, you get a lot of the kind of character ticks and kind of, you know, you get to see what Austin is capable of in there with someone like Bret Hart. And also, like, the storytelling, the physical storytelling that he does in this is is brilliant, you know. I mean, you know, from the coming out from the facial expressions to the, you know, the face-off with Bret Hart, to, you know, even just the you know the, the body movements he makes here, they're, they're incredible. Obviously, it's yeah. easy when you're going up against Bret Hart, who's arguably one of the best ever, if, you know, depending on how this tournament works out, maybe the best ever, who knows. But yeah. uh, <laughs> not that this is the only yardstick, obviously, but it's the only yardstick that matters.
0: Yeah. I agree, I, I, I'm agree, I agree with you. And you know what, maybe my preference... Should have been more wrestling does not equal better wrestling unless Bret Hart's involved. And then I, I, more I agree.
1: Does equal. Does equal better I think he's the exception uh, to the rule though because it would be hard pushed to have a bad match with Bret Hart. Yeah. I mean, it's it, he's he is one of the best of all the greatest of all time, uh, and certainly in ring you can debate the other aspects of his character, the rest of it, but in ring there are very few on his level ever. Um, yeah. So. I thought this was really good, though, for the most, because it, it moved yeah. at, uh, again. It was a bit that sort of hybrid between the Attitude Era and the New Generation yeah. again. But it starts real slow, yeah, real slow. I liked that though. I enjoyed the slow build. Yeah. I, I, you know, it's it, good. Yeah, but, but it can what, be. once he got going, like it was frenetic. Really, yeah, yeah. Know, it was really, really back and forth, and you know, Austin milking the crowd all the way through it. You know. And just I don't know, it just felt they told this really nice story of like Brett getting you know obviously having the ring rust and you know having to pull out lots of unexpected different moves from his like massive arsenal of uh, of maneuvers that he's got you know stored away that he can pull out, and then towards the end Austin getting more and more desperate because he thought he'd have a beat, and then trying things like the clover leaf and then the million dollar dream, which ended up being his undoing. Like it's it's a really great story.
0: That was um, I love the ending to this. I love when matches just kind of end like that. You know, it was really cool. I love when you don't have to have, like, 15,000 um, tombstones. And, uh, and this you is know, more impactful, I love
1: finishes 800 times for a match to end. You know what I mean? Like, it's true. It was quite I, I, cool. It, I would say this is more impactful in a way, because it shows you're telling a story with the finish in a way where you're saying, okay, well, this guy has outsmarted this guy. And then you could see Austin fucking fuming afterwards. But not to the point where he was going to go and attack Bret Hart. He was just pissed off at himself because he, he essentially beat himself. Yeah. Like, because, like... you know, it's the downfall from hubris, you know. like it's a, it, it And it's a great story. And, I, you know, moves are great and everything. And that's, that's fine. You know, doing loads of false finishes is great. But I, I liked that they told a story and you could follow very easily because mm. of the body language and facial expressions of the two of them what that story was yeah no i agree um there's a couple of things i noted
0: as well i am um, the, the promos austin's promo is so good yeah in comparison to Bret hart, <laughs> right? it makes Bret hart look like a dinosaur so you can tell that like there is something happening here when stone cold comes out yeah he definitely. is so authentically pissed off and dripping with attitude. And it's funny because it really, it like, um, drills into your head why it's called the attitude era. This guy is just, he comes out and he's just fucking pissed off. And he's just like, I can't remember, he says something so funny that just cracked me up about um, something about, uh, I've got a saying about giving you an ass whooping or something. And then Bret Howe comes out and he's like, I'm going to beat you because I'm from Canada. blah, blah. And it just like you can tell that something is different here between yeah. these two guys, and and something is changing. But then you go out into the ring and you see the two stand there, and Bret Hart is he, one of the things about I, I always find funny about Bret Hart is he projects heel in the ring. <laughs> oh, because he's a cocky fucker. <laughs> he, he he's always heel. really he's cocky, mean. Yeah, exactly. Like he's mean. He's merciless. He he's there, there's no uh, there's no hint of him playing up to the crowd like a Hey, look at me! I'm uh, uh, what do you call a Hogan. I'm, I'm hyping up the crowd. He's kind of a dick in ring, even when he's um, even when he's the face. So, um, well, I mean, that would be funny. you
1: know, spe- wasting time playing to the crowd would not be excellent execution of your you know, of your game plan, would it? So, I mean,
0: that's exactly. the exactly. So his his game, his 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 wrestling, uh, even though there's more wrestling, I guess, than you would see in the Attitude Era, is dripping with attitude. Yeah. Um. But his promos are lame. <laughs>
1: yeah, he gets a lot better. It, like Also, yeah. turning heel the following year helps him a lot. But, um, yeah, certainly. I, I don't know if you saw the uh, – the because uh, I, uh, I did send you the link to the match, but I, I watched um, a bit of this on the network. I watched a bit more of sh- this show because I, I do remember it very fondly. Um, mm. And um, there's a, a promo package they put together before the match with, um, with uh, Austin. Uh, and, like, it, it's just the, like, it's really clever, but it, it, like, it makes him seem like there's all this video of him, like, walking through shadows with, like, dogs barking and, like, chain link fences and stuff. Like, all the stuff that became, you know, very much yeah. part and parcel of the look and feel and the attitude era But it was so different for this period of time. And the fact that he exactly. turned around and said, oh, you know, if you put the lair S in front of Hitman, you've got my exact opinion of <laughs> Bret Hart. <laughs>
0: exactly. Like, he's, this character is so different from authentic. any, like, yeah, I never saw him come through at this point because I was I was in that WCW train, and I remember Robert O'Brien, a guy I knew from school, was like, "Yo, you need to check out Stone Cold Steve." I said, "What are you talking about?" And he told me all about him, and I was like, "What?" And you watch it here, and you can imagine, you, yeah, you go from you know you're Shawn Michaels and you're Bret Hart and all of that kind of stuff, and then this guy comes out. You're like, "Whoa, who's this guy? Who seems to be a real guy?" He's just, you know, this yeah, real, definitely. I don't know, angry stripper who's just walked up to the street with this, with this, you know, like, you know that episode of The Simpsons where Bart imagines that he's a stripper and he's got that vest in. Well, this bang, guy bang just kind of walks in, yeah. <laughs> and he's just kind of authentically pissed off and clever and witty. Um, yeah, it, it's um, it's really interesting to see, I guess, that contrast. It, it, he kind of doesn't fit in with everything else that's going on, you know what I mean? He looks like he's he's travelled back in time two, three years uh, into a way kind of more day glow 80s looking era and he just doesn't belong here. <laughs> I but I mean it, so.
1: yeah, it drags everything else kicking and screaming into the you know cultural zeitgeist a couple of years yeah. later because that's what kicks it off really but also even yeah. Bret Hart like within it you know within yeah you know, six months he's saying you know like turned heel and he's you know being like a proper a proper dick to everybody and like do, he invents the ring post figure four within a year of this, which oh, is yeah. still <laughs> the coolest fucking thing in the world. You know, like yeah. and, and you you can't underestimate the the impact of Stone Cold Steve Austin on that. No, no, it's
0: you know, true. The, yeah, yeah, looking at these matches reminds me of that. Yeah.
1: Oh, definitely, and he's you know he's a. A proper like pivot point in for the, the entire industry really like is his is this character it's it's incredible. Um, yeah. I I really enjoyed this match. I, I, there's no getting around that. I I, I it's one yeah, of my favourites of all time and it's one that people don't talk about that often. So it was nice to be able to throw that out there and have a look at this.
0: Yeah, slow build, but by the time you get to the like the the, the go home, I guess it starts to really ramp up. So yeah, great match.
1: Yeah. Um, okay. So. Uh the other, the other match we watched was The Undertaker versus Kurt Angle from No Way Out 2006. So quite a, a good 10-year mm-hmm. time jump here. Um, and I wanted to pick this one up because this is one that doesn't get talked about often enough. Because it's probably it's just before Kurt Angle kind of went off the rails and left the company. Uh, mm. And it's at a point where The Undertaker was pretty injury-free not quite at the, the, probably at the beginning of what was like the probably last great run of like three or four years of his career before injuries kind of took their toll and everything. Um, And it's just a really, I think, not particularly well remembered, but actually really, really good match. Yeah. Um, Let's get your thoughts on it. Well, Undertaker is in unbelievable
0: shape, so it's like the older he gets, the better shape he gets. This is definitely about the time he found jujitsu. Oh, yeah, definitely. You
1: could <laughs> see for this match uh, <laughs> he had found jujitsu.
0: <laughs> yeah, because I remember at the time, we were thinking, well, we used to make fun of I remember at this time, we distinctly remember us making fun of the Undertaker doing this, like, um, submission moves and stuff like that. I remember we being like, oh, nobody wants to see that. I mean, I, at the time, I didn't want to see it. But now going back and watching this match, it's kind of great to see him switch up his arsenal. And oh, like yeah, Kurt, definitely. So, 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 so with Kurt Angle, this kind of um, wrestling thing. And it, it's um, it's interesting as well, him adding that jiu-jitsu stuff to this match allows them to kind of do this back-and-forth um, submission battle, which, which which is kind of what the whole match is built around. Um, and without him expanding his arsenal, we wouldn't have been able to get a match like this. So at the time, I didn't appreciate it. I was just like, ah... Uh, you know, I, I don't know, what the hell, I mean, I was a lot younger anyway at the time, so... Yeah, yeah, for but sure. Now, be... Um, now, watching it, I really appreciate some of the cool stuff that happened, like um, there was a lot of cool sequences, like a kind of leg drop to ankle lock thing that was really
1: cool. Yeah, I enjoyed that a lot.
0: The yeah, counters in this were really, brilliant.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah, there was some fantastic uh, counters, like there was a choke slam into an ankle lock as well. Um, and then the reverse, um, uh, was it into, um, I said reverse into the triangle choke. Um, yeah. And, and I think there was something near the end. It was like, what, a tombstone countered by angle and then countered by taker counters in angle, like, you yeah. know, just go backwards and forwards countering into their, um, uh, finishes. Um, yeah, I, I thought this match was fantastic. It's, it's one back, of those, yeah, and I don't remember
1: it. it. It's, it's a, it's a real proper forgotten classic. Um, and, like, it's a funny thing, like, I uh, the sort of hybrid MMA style, as I said, we did kind of take the piss out of it a little bit at the time, but actually, it does hold up quite well, and it is probably yeah. a better use of The Undertaker than anything else that he's done. Uh, like... makes more sense now than it did then. Oh, yeah, know. definitely, definitely. And I think because we got used to it, because he'd only really kind of started bringing all that in over the last, like, year or two before that, so, you know, like... I think maybe, yeah, it was still just we took a bit of time to get used to it. I, I will say I, I I thought this was beautiful as a match. Like, it was absolutely brilliant all the way through. I loved the story they were telling with, you know, Angle being this technical monster who is not in any way intimidated by the Undertaker whatsoever. Like, it's just, like, going toast over him. And, and it was just, it was very physical. and it was very submission heavy, but, like, I, I loved the... Uh, the transitions for the ankle lock to the tombstone to the choke slam into the like counted into an ankle lock and then back into a tombstone and back into an ankle lock—it's brilliant. Um, yeah. And there's there's one spot in it which you know the uh, where Kurt Angle like he's done he's I think he's done a suplex or something on uh, on Taker and he's um, he takes the straps down on his singlet at the same time just as the Undertaker does his sit up and it's 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 perfect like it's it's legitimately perfect. <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was just uh, watching the scene, the ending, which is funnily a lot like the ending from the <laughs> the um, Austin
1: um, uh, uh, britt Hart match. Yeah, yeah. There, there was a little bit of that in maybe why I picked this uh, somewhat because uh, yeah, yeah, um, it's so. another example though of somebody losing a match though and losing nothing in defeat. I would say mm. in both of those examples, it, it's so well crafted that it doesn't matter. They've just been outsmarted yeah. by the superior technical wrestler in in some respects, but also they don't lose any. If they come back. and both exactly. both guys are pissed off after the match, and it's yeah, it, it's it doesn't matter.
0: You got outsmarted by someone of, of it's like you are of you you're just a, a shade below him this time. It's not like oh no, you will suck forever, you you've lost clean or whatever, you're... Yeah, for sure. him ...kind of thing. So, yeah, I think it was a, a good way of doing it. Um, it's funny seeing that big gold belt as well. Like, uh, I think... Um, uh, what, this was the world-heavy... Like, what was the title situation at the time? Because at this so, point, I was starting to check out because there were so many titles and everything was weird and they had the brand split and all of that, right? That was around yeah, the Yeah, so and on and SmackDown,
1: they had out. the... SmackDown had the big gold belt as the world-heavyweight title and then they had the... Uh, the wwe title on raw which i think at this point oh so this would have been 2006 i think it would have been the bit the spinner belt i think
0: oh lord yeah I they believe. are definitely out at
1: this point I believe because <laughs> uh, that they had that then until 2013 oh, my uh, that long it's, i that belt made me want to throw up it yeah is-
0: yeah it wasn't great uh... <laughs> that, that whole era was it—the ruthless aggression era. There's so much great wrestling in that period of time, but I just couldn't deal. with
1: uh, I often find that <laughs> era is a little bit too Benoit heavy for my liking. <laughs> as well, like it's just yeah. difficult to watch again because it is. Yeah. He was very central to that, and, and it, yeah, it was, he was—he was yeah. very good until he went insane. So. Yeah, yeah. Or did he go insane because he was very good and <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. his style was untenable for the human body?
0: A little bit of commentary, a little bit. Of column a. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I,
1: yeah, yeah, It, it's, it's, it, it was. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, this was this was one of those matches that I, I would happily go back and watch all the time, and I think everyone should go back and watch it. It's just really yeah. good. The angle slam through the announce table was beautiful. But, yeah, that was really um, cool. The only the only down point to this is the slightly botched belly to belly off the top rope, where it looked like the Undertaker died yeah <laughs> he landed directly Ooh. on his head Eey, that, was, guys. That, was a, that was a bit of a botch but i mean it's such a small thing and they they recovered it so quickly that it didn't really matter um i will say the undertaker could have done with dyeing his hair a bit better it was very ginger at this point i mean isn't he ginger he is but like he dyes his hair black all the rest of the time it was just very it I mean, was just, it just like he couldn't be bothered you know?
0: I think he was just he just wanted people to see the real Undertaker.
1: This is me. This is The my. real undead zombie MMA fighter. Sim- <laughs> Sim- simply mark <mock>. the <laughs> undead zombie mma
0: fighter biker theme.
1: yeah of course Hell. of course that that <laughs> classic um but yeah i just I, I like that this was a good parallel for the uh for the Bret hart steve austin match and uh i think it gives you a look at what both of them were able to do outside of the kind of confines of their usual style that you might more associate yeah. with them in the long term so both involved in kind of technical classics here as well because i think you know, going into this, it would be very easy to le- to kind of think of both of them as being quite limited, like tradition, like in their, not limited in their, in their ability, but kind of limited in the way that they are kind of most well-remembered. I suppose. Mm. Uh, you would think of Stone Cold Steve Austin as being very kind of punch kick heavy for reasons yeah. that, you know, for medical reasons or the rest of it that's what his style had to be. You think of the Undertaker as being kind of a brawler and kind of, you know, a big man. But both of them are actually technically quite proficient. And um, I think it's yeah. quite good to be able to see that other side of them as well.
0: Yeah, to understand this is why they are as big as they are. It isn't just because of um, charisma, it's because they were The you know some of the best in ring, uh, especially Stone Cold, before this stuff happened, he was one of the most talented in ring guys. You know on the roster, that's why you go toe to toe with Bret Hart and not look like you know you could tell Bret Hart's not carrying this match. It's the
1: yeah
0: they're they're both doing their thing. So but likewise with Undertaking
1: Angle and Taker, yeah, you you, it doesn't feel like either of them are carrying the other particularly. It feels like they're both you know again at their peak and really really being able to do something quite special here. Um, it's a,
0: it's a interesting that you've chosen these matches, though, because if you had chosen, there's two matches, like, if one of them was in this, if one of them was in either one of them, right? I don't know what you do if both of them are in here, but if you picked, for me, Stone Cold and The Rocket WrestleMania 17, or um, the first Undertaker Shawn Michaels match, either one of those on, on its own in this wins,
1: and yeah. that, that wrestler wins.
0: <laughs> there is a reason
1: I have not picked either of those
0: <laughs>
1: because I, I think I thought that would be stacking the playing field a little bit too either way.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Woof. I so, mean, if you
0: put them both in, then we're really talking.
1: Yeah, hey, but God, also, know you know, who you know you? Uh, one of these guys has to advance, and I, I'm still keeping my powder dry with some of the uh, some of the higher end stuff for these guys for all across the board while we've been doing this tournament yeah, because true. I don't want to. Uh, essentially, blow their one in the first round, and then have yeah. no good matches to go back to, or, or, or if they, you know, they have one particularly great match, and the back out a deeper back catalogue that's so-so. I don't really yeah. want that person to go through to the next round under false pretences. I suppose
0: we might have to do we might have to do a losers bracket because there is a lot of good shit.
1: Oh, I mean, we probably or maybe, could. Yeah, or, or
0: maybe they just get included in the next. I would say next years. So I'd say next decades.
1: Yeah, <laughs> we we can we can we can work that out. There's certainly something oh to be God. done there. Yeah, there's yeah. something to be done there. Okay, I, I think it's probably time to do the scores. Let's do it. What's okay, scores, Georgie Dawes, or do I get sued for saying that?
0: Probably, badly. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, any anyone under the age of I don't know eight hundred and three is like, what? What are you fucking talking about?
1: Yeah, yeah. Or, ask your dad. he'll it, it, tell you it's that dickhead from Little Britain
0: is it that crap you used to watch when you were a kid? Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, it,
1: it, yeah. Oh, what a time? Anyway, we d- <laughs> let's, let's not digress. Uh, this is we, we, we've we we've managed to talk about this, and we're we're actually going to get the show in under an hour uh, for the first time in quite a while, <laughs> while also covering all the matches, which is 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 great. Uh I'm getting
0: used to these guys, because uh, if I start watching AEW these are gonna get a lot longer. Oh yeah, I mean we'll just do a show on
1: <laughs> AEW at some point. Well uh yeah. I think I think that'll be well worth talking about. Um yeah. Cool, alright. So uh, out of five, inrigability.
0: Uh it's a five for both.
1: Okay. Well let's just do Austin first and we'll do Taker after. Okay. So you, you go five.
0: Yeah, yeah, have to be.
1: I'm I'm gonna go five as well, so I think that's that seems like a Because I think actually we've we've we proven that point by the matches here that they can yeah, there's no getting over around that. Yeah. Um so charisma slash overness.
0: Uh it's a five for both.
1: Yeah, again I think I think that's that's fair. <laughs> well it's so a five for Austin, but I'll, I'll give you a five for Odin take it too. Yeah, Austin. well we'll do take her in a minute. For Austin I think okay, it's yeah, gotta yeah, be yeah. a five. Star power, again five yeah i think that's <laughs> that seems fair now versatility ooh uh five no, i'm gonna go no. four there because i think i don't know if he's that versatile i think he's got two two modes it's and and the fact that he had he managed to adapt his style which is great but then couldn't really adapt it back to anything i i don't know i think four seems fair and also we can't skip tens for everything
0: right. you might be right today. i'm gonna Oh, yeah you, you know what I'll go with you there. I'm gonna I'm gonna change my four well, I, I actually agree with it
1: okay so storytelling that's a I think that
0: oh I'm gonna say it's a five but hmm
1: I might say it's a four I'm, I'm gonna go four as well I think that's that's a that's you know that seems pretty pretty respectable uh, okay so the undertaker inrigability five yeah i think i think that's fair um i think we again we've proven that point uh charisma slash overness
0: five yeah he's the biggest fair. star in the history of professional wrestling as far as i'm concerned and a pure wrestler not the rock or or any of that shit. i mean yeah. actual wrestler he is at this point he's bigger than hulk hogan he's bigger than everybody
1: as an all-rounder right? as well it's, it's it's hard to fault the undertaker really uh but we're gonna find a way because you can't yeah. get, you can't have a ten, five tens. It's not happening. Um, yeah. Right, uh, star power.
0: Yourself,
1: Thomas, I'm, I, <laughs> I'm not sure. Star, well, the star power. That's a five, I'm gonna go four there because I, oh, yeah? I think that he's he's the star power is there, but I don't know if it's at the same level as some of his peers. So, especially watching these, I don't think he was at any point did he come across as big a star as um, Austin. Okay. So I'm gonna go four there. So I think I
0: think that's. I'll try, and you know what? With you, I'm gonna I'm gonna. You, you're good at changing my mind, Thomas, Because <laughs> based on these matches, yes, these are four. Okay. On these matches, and okay. I'm taking these matches into account. If I take him, his whole career, this is he might be a six.
1: Yeah. So yeah, I think so, that's yeah. the thing. We've got to judge it on, yeah. on this this little slice. Yeah. Um, like... Versatility.
0: Uh then yeah based on these slices uh I think he probably also will fall then.
1: Yeah, I think that's fair. Yes, yeah. it's it's cuz I think Austin shows a little bit uh, the same level of versatility I think uh, yeah.
0: Actually, you know what, oh, I don't know this is difficult because we see him go from brawling in the Austin Taker match. We see um yeah, we see the brawling there in those two matches. Well, the first one is more of a wrestling slash kind of brawler, um, you know, uh, big guy yeah uh, second match nothing but brawling third match technical show showcase so <laughs> i'm gonna have to go with the five i think for first of okay I and
1: mean, that's that seems fair i'm gonna stick with the four but I, I i i can see your your point there i think that's that's totally fair mm. and then storytelling
0: um so based on all of these matches he all the ones we watched here
1: yeah dude oh man
0: Oh, this is difficult, actually, because now I want to revise my previous score for storytelling for Austin. I said a four, but I'm like, he told just as good a story in that Bret Hart match. You know what? Oh, this is so fucking difficult. All right, I'm going to give The Taker a four.
1: I'm also going to give him a four.
0: Uh, but that, that, that last match was really good, that, so. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'll go with a four. I mean, that seems fair. Um this sucks, because neither one of these guys needs, should be eliminated. No, I know, but that is, that <laughs> is the luck of the draw. Uh,
1: okay, so drum roll, please. Because uh, <laughs> <Nice, thank laughs> uh, I can't do a drum roll, so that's great. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay, so uh, The Undertaker scored 45 out of 50. Mm-hmm. And Stone Cold Steve Austin scored 46 out of 50. Woo! So he just about wins. Just edged it, and I think I think that, oh. on balance, that's probably right. But it doesn't feel fine. right either wrong. way. I don't think it would feel right no matter who we put through.
0: Yeah, this feels wrong. I feel like the Undertaker should go through. This, this feels wrong.
1: But that wrong. I I don't know if I I don't know if I I feel like he should go through too. But I'm also a bit like I if we'd done it the other way, I don't think I'd feel. I'd feel, I'd feel the same if we didn't put Austin through.
0: Yeah, and the only score I would change would just make it a draw. With storytelling, I would make The Undertaker We can change it to a, a draw if you like. Then we got to figure <laughs> out who goes through. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> because, mainly because I want to watch that Shawn Michaels Undertaker match again, but then I would also like to watch The Rock. I mean, oh, I want to watch Shawn Michaels Undertaker again more than I want to watch The Rock Austin again. Okay.
1: So, what score are you changing? What does that mean? What does that mean, Thomas? Well, if you put, if you changed your score in uh, for Taker Austin for storytelling to to a five, uh, that would put them at a draw, and then we have to figure out a tiebreaker, I guess.
0: Uh, oh,
1: man. What would be what would be an appropriate tiebreaker, I guess?
0: Oh, I don't know. This is terrible. Should I just let the chips fall where they lie?
1: Uh, have you got a coin handy? No, <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's do this like a football before they realize what penalties were. Yeah.
0: What, uh, how, what, what did they do? They, they, they flipped a coin. The coin. They flipped a the coin? All right. Let's let uh, the coin decide. Right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to change storytelling to a five. They're tied now. It's 46 each. All right?
1: Okay. Yeah. I'm going to oh. flip a coin. I've got one in my hand. Okay. Okay. So uh,
0: Undertaker, Tails, um, Stone Cold?
1: Yeah. So Heads, Undertaker, okay. Tails, Stone Cold. Okay, let's do that. It's Heads.
0: So it's the Undertaker?
1: Yep. There you
0: go. Okay, you know what? I'm pleased with this. Uh, yeah. We shouldn't be using Stone Cold. We should not be. So, straight up. I'm going to tell people out there, this should be happening. But this is how the Champions League was before we had groups. Sometimes you lost really good teams early on in the competition. So, this is, it is what it is.
1: Is. But well, I think I, we can be happy with this that the undertaker is. <sighs> I mean, to the, be fair, we is, you know we've eliminated people. You've got to remember we eliminated uh, the Rock in favor of Chris Jericho in an earlier round. I mean, it's not like it's uh, You know, I think this rocks, is this is this is fine. That feels that, that
0: doesn't bother me because the, the, rocks, the rocks the he's um he's a small period. He's a, he means more to movies than he does to wrestling at this point,
1: so. Well, the 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 coin has decided, so yeah. that is that. Yeah. It, and and if anybody's listening to this and wants to take it up with this, I would say what you need to do is take it up with the Royal Mint. Yeah, exactly. Because they're, yeah. they're at fault here, not us. You should take it up with Fizz. Yeah, yeah. Physics
0: chose this, not we, not not we.
1: On the plus side, we have now established uh, a tiebreaker, so that's great. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah. <laughs> I didn't have one in mind otherwise.
0: <laughs> No, this works. I, I like a coin
1: flip. Let's just leave it up to the hands of fate. Yeah. So the Undertaker goes through, uh, go. and in the next that's round right. he's going to face the winner of our next King of Cube uh, when we when we get round to recording that. Uh, and do you want to know who our next our next bracket is? Yes, I do. I'm excited. Uh, Hulk Hogan and Ric Flair. Oh, jeez. Oh, that's
0: a that's, that's a, a doozy, isn't it? <laughs> that's a fantastic one, though, isn't it? That's that's how it should be. Yeah. like that could that should even be a final, you know what I mean? Like a Hulk Hogan, Ric Flair, although in ring.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, this like, is the thing. We'll have to. Although, I mean, there are there are some matches the two of them had that are actually pretty good. Mm. And then I'll have to cherry pick. Flair's lots so difficult because, but yeah, then yeah, been in. you know, I think we go with the matches that. Uh, are terrible and um, we'll see what happens uh, uh the other yeah. two I should point out the other two remaining first round brackets are uh, uh RVD versus Goldberg which I have no idea how the hell that's going to go I'm really looking forward to that because <laughs> it's going to be fucked. the RVD portion is going to be awesome that's for sure and uh Sean Michaels <laughs> versus Scott Steiner oh <laughs> which you know what like I-, I know it seems like it's an obvious winner and it- there probably is but what's oh, big pop a pump I I think that if with the right <laughs> matches, there's a case to be made there. Oh, well, interesting. I so, think,
0: but we'll see. I yeah, you know, we'll we'll,
1: we'll we'll get to that. And we'll see what happens.
0: However, if you put Shawn Michaels matches against Scott Steiner's promos,
1: then I don't know who wins. <laughs> I mean, this is the thing. This is the thing. You know, it, there's there's it, definitely that, something it, be to be good. said there. You know, it's it's uh yeah. it's it's something to think about right um, you can catch us at WrestleCube on Twitter uh, uh, the last thing I did was live tweeting the uh, the WWE's Crown Jewel show uh, you can expect more things like that in how the future how oh, uh, was, was uh it was alright <laughs> alright okay good it, 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 it finished by a reasonable time <laughs> right, It's a low bar Uh <laughs> Yeah, it was all right. It was fine. I can't remember much about it, to be honest. It was only a few weeks ago. Yeah, well... So it obviously yeah, didn't leave we'll a, a lasting picture. impression. Um, yeah, uh, it was all right. Um, where else can you find us? Uh, we're at WrestleCube on Instagram where Daniel has been putting up uh, some, some wonderful uh, artwork and stuff over the, over the yeah. last little okay. while. Yes, There'll be, yes. be more in a while. Stuff
0: up, there's going to yeah. be some more stuff uh, when I can be bothered to do
1: stuff. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. Occasionally, I'll put pictures off of my dinner. We'll see. You know, just, yeah, just, nice. Just, yeah. Yeah. just occasionally, if I've made something quite interesting, I might put it up. Because, you know, why yeah, not? uh. uh <laughs> um, yeah. Um, what else? Oh, facebook.com slash WrestleCube. Obviously, this will be posted up there. Um, and, yeah. I mean, we'll hopefully be doing some more bits and bobs soon. And, yeah. That's... Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's been a long day, folks. We're recording this in the, in the evening. I've had a long day, uh, so uh, I, I, uh, I I I don't have much else to say, really.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I'm trying to think. Is there anything else I need to say? now just keep watching the skis. Yes, I mean, guys. yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck. You didn't I'm do
1: anything. Working. Sorry, guys. It's late. <laughs> uh, <laughs> right, okay, right. I've been Tom Limbird. I've been Daniel
0: Kiao.
1: I can it. Let's get out of here, right? So long, folks. <laughs>